It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org slash auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello listeners and welcome to the Foot Weekly Podcast. On this one, we do a lot of digging into the players that have come out over the past week or so, whether it's team of the years like playing Trent in central midfield or whether that flashback Marcelo or David Luiz are really worth it. Plus, we get into beating a man in a one-on-one delay and loads more. I'm your host, Ben, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast brought to you by Foothead and our patrons. Hello and welcome to week 17 of the Foot Weekly Podcast. I'm delighted to have the return of... Wise FIFA. Wise, how are we doing? Good, Ben. Doing well. It's a cold day where I'm at, but nice to be inside recording a little podcast with you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Wise is, of course, market guru. And more recently, uh, helping out Foothead a lot with their Tuesday night football tournaments, right? Yeah, join it a lot. You got to catch it every Tuesday night. We get our next guest as a commentator sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Edge Apes is the next guest this week and uh, you're a regular on tuesday night football too eh? uh i don't know about a regular but i maybe once a month or so but so enough to be to be on there and fun fact it's also cold where i am wise <laughs> is that because you're pretty much in the same place is right? that because we both live in chicago i think I, it is i, think yeah. it is. <laughs> I actually might be in chicago in february so I'll, I'll let you guys know it's still cold in february yes, right? it is. february is the absolute worst month to visit chicago okay yes excellent <laughs> looking forward to that just gonna throw that out there and actually you don't sound i mean i confused everyone last week the north american listeners by having two scottish guests with similar accents on the pod i don't i think you are from different places aren't you but not too dissimilar in terms of accents yeah i don't know if i'd say i truly like the midwest generally you don't really have too much of an accent one way or no i'll just stress my a's a little bit so if we talk about like box and mom chicago yeah <laughs> yeah that bit like Boston, right? <laughs> Close, but just not as buffoon. Shots fired. We'll leave uh, my clearly lack of knowledge about US accents uh, for now and mm-hmm. move on to team of the year. Actually, this question from Marco, probably a good place to start. Who's your favorite team of the year card so far? Any interesting out of position moves you want to try out? Uh, say, for example, Delict as a CDM or Trent Alexander-Arnold as a CDM. Japes, have you uh, used any team of your cards, I guess, first, whether out of position or not? Yes, I have. I've used uh, N'Golo Kante and Allison, having mm. packed them both in upgrade packs, which is exciting. Mm. And how does... Well, first of all, Allison, I actually also got Allison in an upgrade pack. My first ever team of the year, actually, in 10 years mm. of playing. Congrats. So that was quite exciting. Although, of all of them, I think he's probably not the most exciting. But yeah. he, he's actually decent he's not i wouldn't i guess you might agree that i wouldn't pay the amount you'd have to pay for him but he's a good keeper yeah i so i've been going back and forth in my head and i think eventually if there is a good uh sbc potentially i would throw him into it because i don't Mm. think he's unbelievable i don't think he's like overly compelling as a keeper Mm. and um you know, I think some of your base keepers and I, I see myself potentially going for Vandersar and swaps just because I haven't been feeling swaps lately at all. 
and just doing enough to get Vandersar and then tossing him in there, in which case Allison would be uh, unnecessary to have. Uh, mm-hmm. So he he would potentially be SBC fodder, which is really weird to say about a Team of the Year card, but I found it with um, some of the Team of the Year cards in the past as well. I just haven't found them that great. And I did the, the Neuer uh, flashback being a Bayern fan as well. So I've been tossing around the idea of getting the center back uh, Lothar Mateos and squeezing Neuer in as my keeper. And of course, you've got this thing, which is with keepers, they get this massive boost from chemistry, which means pretty much any sort of 90 plus rated keeper has maxed out stats. So it's only the other, the other things which really affect keepers' ability, like their height and uh, reactions, uh, which is another stat and things like that. So Yeah, Allison's just a really a luxury card. And if right. anything, he just has wonderful links, right? Because he links to all the yeah. Liverpool players as well as the flashback David Luiz. And I mm. guess the addition of any other prem players you want, but um, and the Diego or uh, what is his name? That Diego Carlos. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the final yeah, card. Yep. Yeah, Militao. Like he just he makes for easy hybrid cards mm. or for mm. hybrid uh, backline. So compelling, uh, I guess for for that reason alone to maybe keep him. But uh, not mm. a not a keeper that I've been overly impressed with so far. He's a keeper, but not a keeper. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, he's he's a he's not a keeper in all caps but yeah, he's a yeah. keeper with like uh four caps maybe <laughs> okay. and uh why is i know you're more into the the content trading side of things but have you got your hands on any team of the year players i actually i played a draft or like a round of drafts recently to get back into fifa because i had taken a little dry spell and I was lucky enough or fortunate enough to get a Van Dyke, and I had his team of the season last year, so I did basically the same thing, where I would sub him on as a CDM, and he is just such a beast there. So Mm. a player I would totally like to play out of position is Trent Alexander-Arnold at center mid. I think the English national team should do this too, but we'll see if they ever take my advice. He just has all those great catalyst stats. I feel like someone that we're familiar with, James, like one to watch De Jong, I feel like he'll be a one to watch De Jong on steroids. Mm, I love that card. I managed to get one really cheap. And basically, I was hoping to try him out in midfield. And I was not willing to keep him for too long because I wasn't really sure how he'd be. So I just looked out for a a cheap one where I wouldn't lose tax, then sold him on for a profit. And he was really, really good in midfield. Like I put engine on him. He's pretty much maxed out. The only thing that I think he lacks a little bit is the composure is 88. So that's maybe something which holds him back a little bit um, but obviously his defensive stats are really good um, he's just a great box-to-box player perhaps only weakness is that his finishing isn't amazing but his, his long shots and shot power are really nice and his strength isn't isn't phenomenal and he's not got uh, a high defensive work rate it's medium and he's got high attacking so he's he's got to be the more box-to-box player in your midfield but he was really excellent and uh, he's one of those players unless you have loads of coins playing him at right back Unless you're going to play some kind of like uh, Klopp system, he probably isn't going to be a good use of coins. But I switched him into the defensive midfield role, but the, my more advanced defensive midfield player, he's he's really good. I really enjoy playing with him. The 99 stamina is, is a huge factor, I think, in that. He just keeps going. Did you say you'd actually used Kante, Japes? You yes, well. I've, I've used Kante uh, quite a bit. So I've played 26 games of weekend league at this point. So I feel like I can... Uh, talk pretty um, confidently about him. And so I've used him sometimes as a CM, as my holding role, and sometimes as an LCM because he has just unbelievable stats going forward as 
well as obviously unbelievable defensive stats. So using a hot chem on him, which I think gets his finishing uh, up to the mid-90s, maybe mid-low-90s, but 99 shot mm. power, something like that. But he obviously has maxed out defensive stats, unbelievable dribbling stats um, with the balance and agility. And um, he's got 99 aggression as well. So uh, you, you can really play him anywhere on the on the pitch and I think you'd feel really good about it. So a uh, versatile card that uh, being untradeable will never leave my team. And, and I am very happy about that. Unlike Allison. So <laughs> Conte was just, Conte was just a great card to pack. I, I, I love him. He's made such a difference. Um, especially with, in terms of like tracking back and uh, mm. you know, kind of buzzing around in the middle of the park, he just creates kind of mayhem for your opponents. And in the system that I'm playing, which actually is kind of a, a cloppy uh, system, he he really means a lot to my midfield. Nice, and also probably one of the best color coordinated team of the year cards that you'll see because of the Chelsea badge, the French. <laughs> Ben's all flag. about that flag badge combo. Yeah, flag the, badge uh, flag combo. See, I feel like it's too much blue. <laughs> and I feel like it's too much. Oh, you blue. Think it's too much can blue, you even yeah. see the Chelsea logo? <laughs> he almost blends into the the background. To be honest, it's just his face because the shirt's same color as the the card. Yeah. But yeah, uh, from a more serious gameplay perspective, Horace, the former well, original co-host of the podcast, who you've both probably uh, been on podcast with before, I was like, oh, you should do some upgrades, and he was like, well, I've done them like every year for a few years and never got anyone. And I was like, I'll just give it a go. I got Allison, and he, he went and got Kante, Salah, and Robertson. So I've, I'm going to put on my conspiracy theory for a little yeah, while. Yeah, right, right, like returning player. Yeah. Right, <laughs> Prepare yourself. So the, when I got both, all of my upgrades, it was Thursday night. And mm. I hadn't touched FIFA in like six or seven days at that point. And since doing those packs on Thursday night and playing a bunch on over the weekend, my luck has just deteriorated and it's absolutely horrible at this point. So mm. I... I think the smart move before going into promos is not to play FIFA for a week. And I, th I think I'm not even kidding. I'm like convincing myself of this, whether or not it's true, but don't play FIFA for a week. And I believe there's something to like doing the promos or opening packs like immediately after there's been like an update to the content. It, yes, is it definitely a conspiracy that they implemented something like this? Yeah, for sure. Just like is opening pack, packs on but your phone. But is it possible? Is, yes, <laughs> is it possible? Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny, we actually chatted about this on the last pod, as you'll know, but I, I think you always have to remember that the chances of packing a team of the year are just so unbelievably random that often people and humans want patterns. Like they, they kind of are drawn to that. And I remember reading something about how the psychology of... Uh, people means that they always look for some kind of like reasoning or logic behind okay. random sequences. I, I, you probably, you, you may have seen this kind of thing before, but it, and I'm not saying that there isn't something that, that may well be, although my understanding is that there really isn't anything, but it feels like there is something and, and people are always looking for it. And it I, I really enjoy it. I think it's like a really fun part of the FIFA, the kind of theories that people come up with in the tinfoil hat stuff. But yeah, but from a more gameplay perspective on Kante, he said that he described him as basically like cheating because he just hoovers up everything uh, in the midfield and was just he's pretty impressed. Yeah, I will say too, like he's also fantastic going forward. Mm. I've had this like major, major debate in my head of like, do I use him as the holding mid or do I use him as one of my like, uh, he would be like a RCM 
for the way I play, just to allow him some a bit more freedom to get forward and kind of make those late runs into the box, which I can confirm that he does extremely well. So it's, well, I'm kind of like wait and see, but it, it certainly it gives me the option of variety. So future rewards, future untradeables, you know, whatever there uh, might be that comes out, I have the option to do either with him, which I, you have to love having players like that in your squad. I was going to say, yeah, welcome to the mind of every Chelsea manager for the past three years. Yeah, it's a good luxury to have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's talk about the squads in general. Uh, I don't know that either of you have got the squad in front of you with the prices. But I'm actually, you know, having not used so many of them, was looking at some of the prices and thinking which ones might make sense to get and which ones might rise. It's always quite hard to know which players will rise because even if they're phenomenal, the supply might be really high and that will stop players rising. But I feel like Mane, his stats look pretty unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 2.4 million or something on Xbox. It doesn't seem unreasonable compared to, to the other attackers i i would I, i'm gonna make a like i would say the general comment is and i saw a lot of other people in the trading community when they you know just not holding them to these but when they were giving their price predictions they were much higher almost across the board on a lot of these cards you know what i think messi and not i'll get back to the money in a sec but messi right now is what 4.6 4.7 million on ps4 and 4 million on xbox that's outrageously mm. low for a player that in the current meta is arguably one of the best players if not the best player in the game so i think we've seen that people this year that just have kind of overestimated where the market's gonna go mm. and i can't necessarily speak i'm not gonna i don't have we don't have a crystal ball but i think Mane's price is pretty constant i think a lot of these team of the years are gonna hold their price pretty consistently you might get a couple hundred coins here or there on some of these players in the millions like you know your van dykes your contes or whatnot because of the fact that hey every pro at this you know the fcc in atlanta next week is going to be using van dyke and they're going to be using messi and they'll be using conte and then those guys go up like two or three hundred k but I don't think there's going to be anything like super drastic. Like I don't see Messi rising like a million or Ronaldo. Mm. Ronaldo, I think will come down a lot, but other than mm, that, really, yeah, I do. I do think Ronaldo will come down a lot unless they patch heading in this game. The dude is the only reason he's so high right now compared to the other team of the years is because of the fact that he's been in packs. What? 24 hours less. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, and I don't disagree with that. Looking at the way price, it kind of went last year for Neymar, obviously Neymar being a, a different, type of player relative to the meta with the five star five star but Neymar is the one that shot up the quickest obviously because the the supply of the car right. is so much lower having not been in uh for that much but I tend to I'm going to jump back into Mane and then I'll let you uh go back on both of these mm. I actually think Mane is going to be one of the fastest price droppers of the team of the year items right. um, what do you think? he's because so common impacts uh not because he's so common impacts but it's because of his uh, the way his stats are set up. And yeah, there are a bunch of other Mane items. There are a bunch of other great left wings. And don't forget, there's that road to the final card. And Liverpool has been pretty darn good this year. So the longer they stay in the Champions League, the closer mm. that card gets to team of this team of the year. And at what point is it going to, the two are going to sort of meet in the middle a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I suppose I'm not saying that I think this is a good investment. What I'm more saying is I think in terms of the value for the stats you're getting, I think he's one of the best cards in the game this year. And I'm more thinking from a, if I was going to spend 2 million and have a striker obviously switched in game, who was absolutely dominant, I think he would be 
one of the better cards you can get for that price. No, Ben, I agree with you. I think it's a reputational thing. I think it's like the fact that, and it's a reputational thing and it's people that are still like, all right, well, is he really, you know, a mm. million, a million and a half more coins than an informed Neymar? I think you're totally right. I think the thing about him is he might drop, he might go down, but at the same time, like, the card is going to be like unbelievable to use because he's basically maxed out in every area that you want him to be ma- maxed out apart from strength. While I'm not that attracted to him because he doesn't have five-star skills or five-star weak foot, which I think is one of the things that makes a player kind of that much better. I do think if you're a pragmatic FIFA player, he could be like a really clever player to use. I think people should play with him. I think, you know, enjoy enjoy your Mane. Like, he's going to be sick. Like, Air James and everybody talked about at the beginning of the game, this, his center forward card was so broken. I think this card is mm. is very good. And people mm. should use him. I think that they're just not going to, res- his price isn't going to get the respect that it deserves because he hasn't necessarily gotten like the respect he deserves. Like a dude that could very well, if he keeps his form, win the Ballon d'Or next year. That is a hot take. Yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> a kind of spicy opinion that uh, gets people going. I, I mean, I love it. I love it. Bring on the hot takes. But that is a, that is a hot, hot take. Uh, so, I mean, that's the team of the year. It's one of those things, you know, not that many people get to use them. But what EA have done is they've brought out quite a number of SBCs this week, which look pretty good. And because of the fact that a lot of people are opening untradeable rewards and there's a fair amount of fodder that they're needing to recycle, people have been getting into doing these SBCs. And, uh, Japes, you've done three All of, of them. them. All of them? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> um, Except so we'll for, I mean, I did, I did Hazard's loan, and mm. I absolutely hate that card. Okay. So... Do not do it. You will be upset that you wasted your coins. Especially because it's very expensive, right? It's like 1 point something. 1.35. Yeah, I mean, I like what they did, making it uh, have no expiration. That's cool, and I think there should be more cards like that. We, I, I don't know. I've been on this podcast ranting about end of an era cards, and I don't understand why mm. they have an expiration for a while. But I did his loan because I was like, oh, I'd, I'd consider maybe. I did the flashback Marcelo, so like... It's a nice link. I could be into that uh, long term. And I am glad that I did the loan because I tried that card and I was like, this is an absolutely not for me. I imagine because of his stat profile, he's just kind of a really good Mertens. Do you know what I mean? He's not. I don't know. It's weird. It's like his it's like his movement. And I even put I gave him the best chance possible. I, I got him on 10 chem. I gave him a chemistry style because I figured why not? Like, let's see exactly how I would set this card up if I was going to use him. And he was just such a disappointment. What chemistry mm. style did you use on him? I think I used a marksman. Marksman? Mm. Okay, interesting, interesting. For me, looking at the strength and sprint speed, that's going to be my concern there. You know, if you look at the 1 mil plus cards forwards in the game, they've all got pretty decent strength. Don't think he he's there. What did he feel? What, was he like a little clunky, Jabes, like for what you expected? Yeah, or? To, like I would take Bernardo Silva's moments card over him 10 times out of 10. No question. Mm. Like not, not even close. That's just EA mm. fat shaming him because, yeah, he's a little bit heftier <laughs> for his size. Like, you know, his poundage... <laughs> I feel like it's his body type. I feel it is Eden Hazard's body type in this game for some reason doesn't get the same, you know, bounce back. Uh, it's like a second slower, not a second, but like maybe even like a millisecond or two slower than the reactions of someone like Messi or Bernardo Silva. No, no, it sounds like you're making a bit of a joke right there. But actually, if you, you know, weight does factor into the, the game. And Oh, no, no, he, I, I was he, serious. Yeah, he, he's like 10 kilos heavier or something than Bernardo Silva. They're about the same height. But Hazard doesn't have any strength to back up his weight his his physicality is not 
in terms of the stats, actually any good. So I think you're right. I think he's basically got this weight to his card, which you can't use, which probably makes him feel like sluggish, which is a really interesting take. I like digging into the stats in that way and trying to work out exactly what might be wrong. I'd be interested. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you don't want to waste 10K, although it sounds like you're wasting coins anyway, James. So uh, it'd it'd be interested to know if you put a hunter card on him. I think, I mean, I would say maybe even engine. Like if you think it's his dribbling stats that are the issue, and I know like engine isn't like a fix all, but try a hunter. Like, I mean, I think you have all these these games left, but... (laughs) <laughs> I don't even like you look at his stats though and you're like you shouldn't even need a dribbling card. No, right, no, you shouldn't. Like yeah. you just shouldn't need it. And so I I just like marksman in general. I think it's a really nice chem style. Marksman and engine are probably my two most commonly used chem styles. And I just didn't feel like he needed a boost to his pace either. Like he's got what, 97 acceleration or something. I and so I I just He's, he's just not for me. I couldn't get him to work, and I don't know I don't know what it is. You're not boosting his sprint speed, so 90 sprint speed isn't that fast. It, it's not even that. It's like I wanted him to be special in tight areas, and he wasn't. It might be his aggression. Like, I don't know. I I don't know if you guys have talked about aggression in the past. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. No, that's a little bit old. Like, yeah. I think aggression this year definitely has an effect on attacker's ability. Like, to, in a sense... Like, I feel like reaction and aggression have to play into each other. And if anybody's played more games than I have this year, I'd love for them to dig into something like that. I'll I'll take a look at my, like, all-time favorite cards and see if there's a trend there. Well, actually, you you bring us on to an interesting point there because David Luis, uh, the other flashback card, he's got 96 aggression, I think it is, on that flashback. He's so fun. And uh, we've both got him, Japes and I. I've slapped a shadow on him. And yeah, I agree. He is really fun to use. He's really solid. Uh, he's got the hair, which is obviously a huge factor in this game. <laughs> and uh, he feels really solid. Like, I mean, he, he's got good pace. Not top, top, like maxed out pace, but in the 90s with shadow. And defensive stats are particularly impressive. He seems to really make those tackles. I, I think that's what I really like about him. Yeah, I he's he's awesome. He's so fun to use, and uh, it's what's even more fun is occasionally he does go like full David Luiz on you, <laughs> and like I, I don't know how, he'll like sort of like drift out wide like randomly, and then like recover in some sort of like spectacularly dramatic fashion, or he'll. Uh, you know, you'll be like kind of holding possession, trying to break your opponent down, waiting. And next thing you know, David Luis has decided, you know what? I'm going to stroll forward and make something happen. Mm. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I could see from like a pro standpoint might be a liability. Yeah. But from where I sit, like he's so fun. I, I just don't <laughs> see. I don't see this card being like a comp but it fits the meta enough to be fun for like us users but i you imagine seeing this in like the e-world cup <laughs> yeah i don't think you know he's got enough we'll call it stuff going on that uh pros are going to look at that card and go that's a no for me plus there you know you've got your team of the years now with the dutch links right, and right, right, right. Uh, you know you you have plenty of other options or substitute goods but for 400 and change with brazilian links Given all the other fantastic Brazilian cards that are out there with Premier League links, I he is a tough sell for me to hear somebody say, "No, that's a poor use of coins." I understand that. Th- I understand you're going to have other options, but for a CB with his stats, it's a it's a tough sell to for me to for me to not buy into him. Yeah, yeah, and I think we we chatted actually at the end of last week's pod. 
uh, with Matt about the price and we both felt despite a lot of people claiming it, it isn't good value I think it's very good value I mean Virgil van Dijk obviously not got the pace not got the ability on the ball I think the only stat area that Virgil van Dijk is slightly better in his strength and uh, they're about the same price. And obviously, David Luiz, uh, the regular Van Dyke. This is this is this is good value, especially when you do when you've when you've been unloading untradeables to get a team of the year and you get the cards. Like there's something that like an expose that needs to happen in the FIFA like foot trading community or just like FIFA market community is value is so subjective. It's not all just coins. Like get some mm. enjoyment out of a game that you're only going to play for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And actually, one thing I wanted to point out about David Luiz. I had his flashback last year from the moment it came out and used it pretty much for the rest of FIFA. One thing to note is if you go on the stats websites where they you can see David Luiz's in-game stats, his reactions and in fact his whole dribbling category is incorrect. He actually has more on every stat in the dribbling category than it says on, on the websites uh, in-game. And he's got 90 reactions, which is plus five on what his flashback had last year. Mm. His flashback last year was... Maybe slightly better in quite a few other areas, but this card, I really like that card so far feels better, I'd say. And I think it might be partly down to that because I, f- I feel reactions are just one of the most important stats for me on the centre-back along with agility, obviously defensive stats and uh, pace and, and strength and aggression. And I think that aggression, again, also makes a big difference to maybe not having outstanding strength, although 88 is still very good. So yeah, I've been really impressed with him. I think if you're looking to complete one of these SBCs that's out at the moment, he'd probably be my choice. And I think Japes wanted to mention Bernardo Silva, but I'm thinking because you're playing an interesting setup, maybe we discuss that a little bit in the second half and talk about Bernardo Silva in that role maybe as well. Sure, we can do that. Sound good. Great. So let's finish off this section discussing the approach that they've taken actually in terms of the SBCs that have come out they're out for much longer than normal and Japes this is something you mentioned a few months ago I guess about Schweinsteiger they've done it and I wonder whether that might be partly as well because of I guess there were some community murmurings or frustrations around the lack of a grindable kind of SBC content type. So, you know, you had icon SBCs that you could chuck untradables in. And especially this time of year when people have a lot of untradables that they want to get rid of, I guess things like Hazard being uh, coming out and not having an expiry and David Luiz being out for a long time and Marcelo as well, those cards, I guess, indicate that they are going to take maybe a longer term approach to SBCs perhaps to compensate for the lack of icons would that be fair James do you think yeah I was I was mentioning something along those lines on Twitter saying Mm. I very much think that the hazard which is like a team of the season level card is intended Mm. to kind of I don't want to say replicate, but I guess give players a gr- the grindable SBC, similar to what they've had from icons last year, because icons have clearly been missed in a sense. I, I think people really liked being able to grind towards like a specific icon that they wanted. I think that the tricky part with icon swaps is that you are just given a you know, the option of whatever they decide to put in. I don't know. I, the icon swaps might be an interesting topic in general because I have some, like, general ideas and improvements mm. there. Um, but I, I think that's the approach that they're taking with Hazard. They're saying, hey, if you want to do them right now and you're, like, a huge Madrid or Eden Hazard fan, like, go for it. Or, you know, the, you're going to see more and more upgrade opportunities and packs and untradeable stuff, I think, coming up here. So we'll give you a place to to push those cards. Totally. And uh, 
And actually, quickly, tangent again, Japes, briefly, how are you finding the Marcelo cogs? A few people might be wondering about that. Okay, so this is a <laughs> this is a card that I looked at the stats and absolutely raged about on Twitter because I was like, how on earth are you going to give David Luis a team of the year flashback that is better than Marcelo? It just doesn't make sense. It just mm. it just is absolutely mind numbing that that happened, but it did. So I like I find Marcelo probably the most entertaining left back of all time. You can give Roberto Carlos some shouts in there. Um, but Marcelo, from like pure entertainment, what that card could offer in theory, like no other card comes close to it. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and did him, and he is, uh, I like him better than my red Alex Tellez, but not by much. And mm-hmm. so considering the fact that you can get that 86 Tellez for probably like 50 or 60K, I'd imagine, right now, and Marcelo's card is. 300k or so i don't know how worth it he is for most players but he outperforms his stats and i think that's important to note and you know he's marcelo so he's just a lot of fun and if you enjoy you know tossing a random mcgeady spin in there because you've got a winger that's pressing him and he can Mm. then he's a lot of fun and i'd say you know go for it you're you're likely not going to see a marcelo card this good uh until they do an end of the era yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's I I totally agree with you. I think they've really done him dirty, as they say, on his stats. It's, you look at his past team of the year cards, and they're all way better than this. So, like, know. just give him if you're gonna give David Luiz a ninety, Bernardo Silva ninety one moments. Like, dude, just give him a ninety card. Like, yeah. make him ninety rated. He's uh, he's one of the most iconic left backs of all time in my mind. So I, I don't. People will forget about it too when you give them a 94 end of the era in what May. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, I guess that maybe they're leaving room for some other car- uh, upgrades. But then you think, you know, I mean, you're, you're taking 300k off a player in order. Well, to no. What, this, see, what's going to happen is sometime at team uh, the season they're going to say forget that and they're going to just release all of these team of the year flashback cards at half price like they did. Well, that's, true. <laughs> that's also <laughs> I possible, knew that was yeah. coming. Um, yeah. actually, that's a good point. That's, that's just made me feel better about probably not doing him. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for that. No, yeah, I think I, I agree. I think that they could have done much more with this card, and he's not. Even if he'd been ninety rated with stats that were looking even better than this, I don't think he would have been overpowered. You know, he's got a low defensive work rate. You know, he's he's not massive. He's a very fun card to use, but he, he was never going to be like super super meta even at 90 overall. So why not just do that? So I agree. I think they could have done more with that. Wise, I just wanted to end with you, actually. Quick look ahead to perhaps the end of this week when we might see Foot Future Stars. It was a much hyped promo last year. Is it a bit of a poison chalice, things like this? When a promo comes back that was so popular, uh, do you reckon they can pull it out of the bag and and produce something just as good as last year? Yeah, the issue is it's like, will this community expect them to top what they did last year you know make it better or will they be content with it being pretty much exactly the same like if it's if it was a really great promo why do you change like do you do you really want to change it that much and i feel like that's the conundrum ea will be in i think Mm -hmm. in terms of market impacts this is another promo that can do two things it can affect those high level meta players you know or those high level SBCs that you've done, you might feel worse off if we get, you know, a super juiced player like a Kubo, you know, that young right wing from the La Liga. Like, why would I do, why would I get a team of the year if this dude is going to be just as good for 200, 300K instead? So I think that that is going to 
chip away at maybe some of these higher end meta weekend league players. And on the flip mm-hmm. side, one of the big things that was really profitable, not profitable, not only profitable, but endeared people last year was the SBCs to this promo. Mm. And I think that you're, we're at a point this year where I'm never going to tell you guys to expect or invest in SBC fodder with the expectations that it's going to rise like it did last year. I think EA have just curtailed that way too much this year. That being said, mm. what was, what was the, there was a promo a couple months ago. I can't believe it's eluding me now. Of course, when I'm on the spot, but SBC fodder will go up. It's kind of cheap right now after team of the year. This might be a time to consider like, hey, if I have coins laying around, those 83s, mm. 84s to 87s are looking pretty nice right now. Sit on them for, you know, a couple weeks, a month. And if we get some really good SBC content, like Foot Future Stars was known for last year, that could be a nice little chunk and change, a little ROI for you in the next few days. Yeah, no, or not next few days. I guess always good advice, right, to big promos like this where a lot of packs are opened and the prices of as you said, 83s to what, 86 or so mm-hmm. drop down uh, quite low, you know, stock up your club, you know, have one of each because that doesn't take up any transfer pile space right. and you can you can uh, profit in a, at least a small kind of way. Uh, justify uh, locking your coins away into another SPC or whatever. I would always recommend that. Right, let's go into some more kind of gameplay related stuff and some more listener questions. And although we're finished with Team of the Year for now, I think after the break, we'll uh, give you our ratings out of 10 as we like to do for the Team of the Year promo. We'll see you in a second. And in this break, I wanted to mention that between recording and release of this pod, we had some fairly significant news. The first being that there's a new patch. And also we've had the announcement that Headliners is going to be the promo that comes on Friday. So in the Extra Time podcast... I run down what headliners is and a new theory as to how these might be quite different in terms of how they get their upgrades, plus a rundown of the patch too. And that's all available along with all bonus podcasts for just $3 a month and the 12,000 FIFA point giveaway. You can get that at bit.ly slash more pod. Right, let's get back in to the second half. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome back after the break wise how was that break for you uh it was nice i I have a nice view of like the lake in chicago so i'm just watching these humongous Uh waves crash a little bit calmer than yesterday but just peaceful serene like the second half of this podcast eh? uh and talking of which i said before we took a break we'd rate the promo wise this team of the year promo let's compare it to obviously other team of the year promos rather than other promos this year how does it rate uh, for you out of 10 I think it was always going to be more positively received considering that majority of these players are from the Premier League and we can get an English bias on a different episode. It's just full of hot takes today for me here. But I thought it was like, you know, an 8.2. 8.2 out of 10. I liked it more than a lot of the promos. And I don't know. I don't even necessarily know what I would quantify a 10 out of 10, but I liked it. Ed Jakes, what about you? Uh, I mean, I managed to pack two of them in upgrade packs. So for me, that goes a long way. But ultimately, like I, I've decided that I'm sort of judging promos based on a new criteria of cards that might not have been usable becoming usable in a mm-hmm. sense. So I think for the 
you know, because I think you start the year right and you have such a small crop of meta cards. Mm. And so when promos come out, I want to see like an increase in usable player pool. And so for this, adding David Luiz and Bernardo Silva is fantastic. Like I, I, I sort of feel like there should be a moments card or something like that every week. Like there should be, you know, or they should do like if there was a team of the week moment card that's an SBC every week based on like mm. a important goal from the weekend. I don't know something something like that. I, I just think there's, I, I think there that SBCs are really really important uh, in terms of allowing players access to more usable cards that they can grind towards over the lifetime of the game. So for for a promo for this one, adding Neuer and Marcelo and David Luiz and Bernardo Silva, uh, I guess you can toss Eden Hazard in there. But I, I think that makes it a, a really strong promo because it's not just the 12 cards that were picked. Also, all of you that voted for Ronaldo, no. Not okay. <laughs> they wanted that one game. Loan, I was going to use mean. some other choice words there, but like Ronaldo should never have been in this team of the year. Like not even a sniff of it, not even close. I'm mad at EA for even including him in the options. There should have been Robert Lewandowski. That's the end of my rant. But um, well, they, yeah. uh, like as they both a, won their domestic leagues, Ronaldo was the top mm-hmm. scorer in his le- or one of the top scorers in his last year. Like, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not even going to get you started on it. No, he you know what's what's me. interesting though is the only from the nominee cards, the only ones that we haven't seen special content for are Sterling and Lewandowski. So I was truly hoping that they were going to give us content for both of them, like a left wing Sterling and a striker Lewandowski today mm. and tomorrow, going into the yeah. final day of the promo. And that's the point, actually. I think so. I personally think that it's been one of the better team of the year promos that we've had. I think. As you said, Japes, actually, in terms of creating some some cards which people can use that aren't, you know, two or three million coins and will actually, you know, impact people's weekend league teams positively and and not just for the top kind of 1% of players. I think it's been pretty good for that. And the SBCs have been nice. They've brought back those upgrade packs, which they'd previously removed because I think I get the impression that they were maybe a bit OP. That's been positive. I think the way that the content has been pretty continuous has been really positive and i think the only failing for me has been actually the end at the end of this promo they they extended the promo by two days i think but in terms of the content at least so far and we're not quite at the end of the promo yet at time of recording we haven't really seen much and i think that set expectations that we would see things towards the end but i guess if you ignore the fact that it was extended and compare the content offerings between this team of the year and previous ones, this has felt like we've seen much more and uh, a lot of different levels of cost and of obtainability. Admittedly, one of the more obtainable ones was a goalkeeper. Not sure how I feel about that. I think they could have done more flashbacks to some cheaper cards, but they're always going to be expensive if they're team of the year flashbacks. And of course, from my perspective, they're always going to lose points for the fact that we didn't see a flashback Ibrahimovic. Uh, that flash that that card's coming somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, uh, like, I can see why they didn't bring it out now. There's, they, there's already they, good. The reason content, that so. card, I think that it didn't come out, is because they thought, hmm, we could release this right now, but we'd have to release it with his LA Galaxy badge, or mm-hmm. we can give him a one to watch, let people go nuts over that, and then give him a flashback for a two. Yeah, I agree. I so. think it made a lot of sense as much as people were hoping when they accidentally in the Spanish language explainer for uh, 
David Luiz had written Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah, uh, that happened. Yeah, it meant a lot of people got quite oh excited. But anyway, back to the rating itself. I think, apart from potentially fizzling out a bit at the end here, in general, it has been probably the best team of the year promotion for sort of content at all levels. And although I think they could have done more to maybe bring in some of the players who didn't quite make it, I would still give it the best racing for a team of the year I'd have given over these 10 years, so probably about an 8.5. And Jates, before we move on, I know you wanted to make a point about something you'd like to see in future, right? I think I want there to be a, like cards that should be usable in Ultimate Team but aren't Team of the Year. So you're like Tony Cruz. I'd like to see some of these like big-name global stars given a pace content team card that's a special card of them that gives them like a return to their youth or mm. I don't know, some sort of like pace because I don't know, like just in terms of, I, I'll just keep harping on this whole idea of like usable cards. Mm. The more that there are in the game, the more fun the game is and the more access your average player has to like unique content and unique items, which is going to keep them coming back. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think uh, your way of judging promos is certainly something that we should take forward. Let's talk about something which has frustrated clearly a lot of our listeners over the course of this week. And I mean, to be honest, it, <laughs> definitely has brought up a lot um, with us and we've had lots of people writing in about this um, and it's something that we've discussed on the podcast we had a, a foot information podcast about server issues if you're a gold patron and there's various other podcasts we've done over the last six months I guess which have talked about connection but loads of people wrote in over the past week to mention how bad the delay had been and I think especially at times when there seems to be a lot of traffic like team of the year and also people are very excited to use new teams they've built expecting a significant improvement in performance but because the game's delayed it feels sluggish you know they're not able to enjoy the players that they've spent so much time grinding for and of course you know that is really disappointing ducky genetti thor's all getting in touch about this quite a few of you and i myself you know had probably the worst weekend league connection wise i've had since actually probably this game uh, last weekend it was really bad and I wonder whether that is because of an increase in traffic due to team of the year maybe I didn't pick my moments to play as well as I could have I think what a lot of people point to is you know high traffic times when your own internet connection not necessarily in your house but actually in your area is getting worked pretty hard by people streaming in the evenings things like that it can cause problems and then you've also got the fact that maybe we've talked before about how EA doesn't seem to be able to process the matches that go on fast enough at peak time so that could be another point i think also the one thing i would just say as a quick tip is have a little google about opening ports for fifa 20 definitely helps in in some cases making sure you're wired of course and uh, restarting your router sounds basic but actually restarting your router and your console has actually cleared up a bit of delay for me every now and again so uh, they're kind of basic tips there's more you can get into in some of the podcasts we've done before you could just if actually if you just google foot weekly and uh something about connection or delay um you'll probably find the others but japes do you have any sort of tips for people who are really struggling with connection i mean and also how do you deal with poor connection games do you have an approach you take um i don't i don't know if there's like a way to i don't know if anybody deals with delay well uh like it's it's not fun for anybody i tend to lose i'd say like uh, at least one to 
two matches a weekend where the game like my style i need a good connection to to play the way i like to if not i get like real frustrated and i don't know how to how to win those games that I am experiencing like pretty significant delay. But I think that's in those games, you just, you kind of have to just be more direct than you normally would because you're not looking for, you know, in those games, I find it when I, when I play to create a lot of chances, I do better than when I go out and try to create the right chance because it's really a numbers game um, for me in, in many of those. So, uh, if you're, if you're experiencing delay, you know, try the port stuff, make sure you're playing on a wired connection. And honestly, also just take into consideration when yeah, you're playing. Point, yeah. Um, I tend to play like at pretty off hours. And so it's like when I do experience delay, it's when I'm playing on like Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. and the servers are obviously stressed because there are more people playing. It's like, usually I play like Saturday morning or Sunday morning, um, or potentially like late Sunday evening uh, at the moment. So it's when I when I play at those off times, I, I usually have a much better time than if I uh, try to play when everybody else is playing. Yeah, and then you've got to counterbalance that with the fact that actually I've felt in the US sometimes if I was playing at off times, off peak times, I'd actually maybe have a slightly worse experience possibly it was connecting me to a server further away in order to get more matches or something like that it felt like oh actually i'm just thinking i think some of those matches were single matches which were poor connection experiences because obviously they're they're not server based so i could be connecting to someone anywhere in the world really over peer-to-peer connection which is pretty shoddy and at least now we have server based gameplay but yeah wise how do you find things i mean you're in a big city so probably not too bad yeah, I mean, I don't really, I, I think, you know, luckily for living in like a developed like North America, I'm living in the city of Chicago, I never find issues with games and my Wi-Fi is pretty, or not my Wi-Fi, sorry, my internet connection wired is really solid. I, I mean, I didn't even really have much delayed when I used to play on Wi-Fi even. So, you know, know when you, like know if you're in a populated area, play at off hours. If you're not in a populated area, you know, play at peak hours to maybe some other people that are closer to you like i guess that's it really yeah and that's very good advice i think always be aware of i guess your own connection experience because they do vary quite a bit now i wanted to talk more proper kind of gameplay stuff i guess um to close off the pod how to beat a man in a one-on-one which is obviously a really key skill in fifa 20 particularly i think and actually just to point people towards that extra time podcast which every supporter of the pod will be able to get their hands on japes is going to go into talking about the 4-3-2-1 and why Actually, Bernardo Silva might be better, at least in that system, than Messi. If you're not a supporter, it's only $3 to sign up and you can do so and enter that 12,000 FIFA point giveaway at bit.ly slash more pod. Right, Japes, skill moves. Uh, what are we using at the moment to beat people? Uh the fake shot, I guess. Drag back. I don't know. Those are, those are the two that I use most frequently. Drag back super broken. So uh, if you don't have that in your game, you should mm. put it in your game because it's a stupid skill move that is stupidly overpowered. Hey, I want to say um, something to you, James. You always talk about how drag backs don't work in real life. I uh, who was someone I think it was like Bobby or so, like Firmino. Uh, yeah, Might have been D- actually it was Rigi. It was Divac Rigi at the end of the game. Well, okay. <laughs> so here's here's what's great about that. I would say I, I'm pumped that it's effective. But the fact that you're pointing it out as a like yes. random occur like you know like not a not a right. consistent occurrence is like 
all that I feel like I no, need to say. No, for sure, for yeah, sure. They, okay. wait, people don't drag back in the middle of the park to then open up their passing lane. That's what's absolutely wild about the drag eggs. Right. Yeah, you should be able to move in a it, way it, that allows you to do the same action without doing an actual drag back. No, more like an attacking player shouldn't be able to do a drag back because they're getting pressured and immediately turn out of it. Like Yeah, the, the reason why people don't do drag backs in real life is because it's not actually that efficient. It's not going to be any easier to reposition yourself to play a pass because you did a drag back, right? You, you should be able to dr- move your player with just a regular dribble in the same kind of path because that's what a player would do if they're standing in, you know, if, if Fernandinho wants to shift the ball, he doesn't do it, as you said, he doesn't do a drag back in from his defensive midfield position. He does a, a basically like a, a small kind of adjustment in his movement and shifts the ball across to play the pass. The problem is that the drag back has kind of replaced normal dribbling in certain circumstances. Do you think that might maybe, Jake, because dribbling's not as responsive with players who aren't so good at dribbling? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much that. I think it's also skill moves don't feel good. Stepovers can be, can be useful, and you can like definitely go buy someone with a stepover, but more often than not, you're better off just dragging back and so the the skill moves that should be effective aren't effective so in turn people you know obviously decide to use the ones that are gonna be effective like really consistently and so i you know i hate using drag backs but i have them in my game because they are so easy to create that extra little bit of space and score from so you know in terms of if you don't have that in your game you need to put it in your game it's really effective like period I'll, I'll throw in one actually, which I think people, I don't see many people using. The Magidi spin with five star skillers actually works quite well this year. It's not so good with four star skillers where you get the Berber spin, which is where you do the, I guess it's a more clunky version. But the Magidi spin, if you're at the right angle, is, is really quite effective and you need a nippy, agile player. All you do to pull that off is flick the uh, right stick in the way you're running and then flick it in the direction you want to go. And uh, it, it works pretty effectively as long as you've got the right angle. Uh, I know what you mean. I think that the drag back is a bit frustrating, that it's so effective. But <laughs> as you say, definitely uh, add it to your game because it's, it's really good. There are quite a few good tutorials on YouTube, actually. Right, well, it is time to wrap up this pod. But there is the Extra Time podcast to come, made possible by all you patrons and including loads of stuff which didn't fit into this podcast. So... Wise, anything to close off on? No, I like the... Uh, in the coming weeks, you know, we just talked about the promotions. We actually probably... I mean, it might feel, and hopefully it does feel, like we're getting hit with content quite often. Team of the Year was really positive. We have Foot Future Stars, the Winter Ones to Watch, Headliners eventually coming up. Those, like, all big promos coming up soon. Return to Champions League football. I'm looking forward to enjoying this blistery winter in Chicago with some with some good soccer or football content. Yeah, well, you can always warm yourself up with your hot takes, eh? Hey, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Metro out, go to James' house and do the same. Light my fire. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, Wise, a huge thanks for, for coming on this week's podcast. And where can people find your market insights? Yeah, most of the market insights are going to be on Twitter. And that's why, so Twitter backslash Wise FIFA. And that's Wise with a Y. I also have a Twitch channel. I would love to get back on that more regularly. The real world job is taking a priority at the moment, but that's also just Twitch backslash Wise FIFA. And Japes, I 
failed to mention at the start, a huge congratulations oh, um, because yes. not long until Daddy Japes, eh? Uh, that's right. There's baby Japes mm-hmm. on the way. So do uh, 5, 10, 20 so in May, which which we're excited about. We uh, we don't know boy or girl. We decided we're going to go for the full surprise. Nice. So we will see uh, see how that plays out. But thank you for the yeah. congrats. And uh, where can people catch you, Japes? Just on Twitter at Air Japes. There's always you know the thought of streaming, but I, I never end up actually following through on there. But I play Weekend League every weekend, so and I tweet about it all the time. So follow me on Twitter and at Air Japes pretty interactive you know if people tweet something interesting at you 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 do respond definitely if you you know it, it depends what it is it's like wise i'm sure you've gotten this it's like should i buy this card at this price and it's like i don't know dude figure it out <laughs> um but you know i don't mean to be a jerk there but that's not a like that's that's a problem that you could easily solve yourself and there are databases that will help you solve that problem very very easily but if you know people are like hey have you tried this card or this concept or i'm using this formation in like a different way i'm like oh that's spicy that's interesting i could be into that so yeah i I like to be interactive i think that's that's part of the fun of being part of the community is you get to to share the entertainment of a, a game we all know and love and you know hopefully that yes we all complain about the game but hopefully it makes it the game and the experience overall more fun for you and what might make the experience even more fun potentially results may vary a twelve thousand fifa point giveaway and this week's extra time podcast featuring air japes elite one achieving four three two one formation info on the upcoming headliners promo and a little look at the new patch you can get all that for just $3 a month as well as that giveaway just go over to bit.ly slash more pod so bit.ly slash more pod so thanks japes for giving me the opportunity to plug that <laughs> yeah. plug 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 and thanks very much for, for coming on this week absolutely always happy to come on and so that brings us to the end of this week's pod more in the extra time podcast for now though a huge thanks to all patrons to foothead and to those icon patrons dave b shane w the Supreme Sumo, Thomas, Hunter B, Martin M, Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, also ran, DJ FIFA player, Robbie S, Sam R, Tom B, Cody R, Christopher L, Yannick H, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Jimmy, Craig M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Mohammed FC, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Alistair, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Jason BD, Adam W, Phobius, Jeff B, Andrew T, Roger D, Dan W, Matt H, Alan M, Savage P, At Pace of a Tortoise, and Sam MG. A huge thanks for keeping this podcast going, and I'll catch you on the next one. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.